What up, Survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm AJ. And I'm John A. And today it is just the two of us. Brittany had some things she had to handle. She's a busy, busy girl, but you will hear from her yes. later on in the show, and that's okay. <laughs> so we are going to move on with our second movie for July's theme, Click. <laughs> Every movie this month includes an iconic friend group that everybody secretly wants to be in. And like I said, this is our second movie of the month. We are doing The Goonies from 1985. I think that's the first time you ever said that and you did not squeal. (laughs) Oh, because I'm like, look, I'm like this. Goonies. (laughs) Every time we bring up The Goonies, John A does it. And we always have to tell her, like, sis, she gets so excited because this is her favorite movie. Well, one of her favorite one movies. One of them. She gets so excited that she, like, does this squeal and the mic's like, back up, back it up, back it up, back it up. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been doing this thing. As you guys know, I am out of the country. So I found this movie streaming on Netflix and I was surprised. Where did you watch this movie? Or where did you find it? HBO Max. So, okay, I got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. HBO Max. Well, okay. I figured my VPN out. Okay. So we're having a better time now. But, you know, Disney Plus is not available here. What? How y'all got a Tokyo Disneyland and no Disney Plus? Uh-huh. Make it make sense. You know, now that you mentioned that, I totally forgot that Disney Plus is not available everywhere. I vaguely remember that being a thing. But it's just like, y'all got a whole Disneyland. But also, The Goonies <laughs> is not on Disney+. Plus. I, hey, yo, I got some thoughts because... <laughs> so, <laughs> because I, I had to... Okay, so I'm at my boyfriend's house. And he has, um, what's it called? Uh, Roku TV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a Fire TV. So I'm right. able to, like, say, Alexa, The Goonies or something like Dang. that. And it'll pop up all wherever it's streaming. Mm-hmm. So I had to literally Google where it was streaming so that I can download the app on the PlayStation Jesus. so that I can watch it. Because <laughs> he was upstairs watching TV. So oh, you already knew at that point. Ain't no help. Right. <laughs> so I was able to watch it on HBO Max. Well, if you can find it streaming wherever, you can watch it. Or, you know, if you own it, I don't. But if you own it, you can watch it that way as well. But let's go ahead and get right into Park Recommendations. Now, I'm going to be very honest with you. I feel like I cannot give a recommendation for this because as far as I know, I'm not saying it's the first, but this movie definitely, once again, Well, actually, no, I think this movie ran. I, okay, we'll talk about that later, but I think this movie ran so the Losers Club can just take off like that. And even then, like, the friend groups are very, very different. So I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really have a park recommendation for this. I was really trying to think what movie gave, okay, like, besides Indiana Jones, but that's not a freaking horror movie. (laughs) So I don't have a movie recommendation, but I can do Mm -hmm. a TV show recommendation. Oh, we like those. So as y'all know, 
Brittany and Ashley have been getting on me because I have not <laughs> seen the Stranger Things. Right. Well, I can tell you that I started. Right. My boyfriend was like, let's watch Stranger Things. And then he put me in front of the TV and then fell asleep. So I've been watching it without him. Boom. Well, he's been in the room, but he's right. been asleep. Right. Every time I turn it on. It's terrible. So. I'm in season two now, so. I was wondering, were you that far? I was wondering. <laughs> I'm in season two. So I would say that Stranger Things is my TV show recommendation. Yes, I was wondering, cause I was like, <laughs> I don't want to say nothing if she's not that far. Cause I'm I want- on, <laughs> where, what episode am I on? Cause I fell asleep watching it last night. I think I'm on episode three of mm. season two. Mm. So, but yes, I'm making my Stranger Things journey. I love that for you. I absolutely <laughs> adore that for you. Survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter. Okay, so I already revealed that this is my first time watch. I did not grow up with this when I was younger. I don't, I've always heard of it. I knew it was a thing. But I just never, it's never been in my bubble. It's never been in my eye to watch. But I have a surprise for Johnny and she has no idea. I love, I love surprises. Um, I was walking around in Japan and um, I walked past. They have a lot of secondhand stores. And look what I found. So I was walking and this shirt, it's a Goonie shirt. You guys can't see it, but it's just a black Goonie shirt. And it has the uh, logo with the pirate and the swords on it. But it was crazy because I'm like, look at this omen. We are about to, what are the odds? I see a Goonie shirt. And the thing is, I was walking. I kind of got to my class early and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to make my way downtown walking fast. And I passed this store like every Monday that I've been here. I've been here almost a month. I walked past this store and Dang, originally this was the I know. Right. This was the store I told you that I seen my work shirt at. And I was like, what? why is my work shirt here? What the hell? It's only like what? So I never seen that shirt. And I walked past and it was just dangling there like a damn pirate flag. I was like, wow. <laughs> The only reason I'm not wearing it is because I haven't washed it yet, but that's why <laughs> I was like, because I wanted to wash it, but I literally just bought it last night and I was like, I didn't have time to because I was going to wear it and pop out, but then you would have seen it. So I was like, no, I'm not going to wear it. I'm just going to show her because I wanted to see your reaction. Uh, I st- okay, so I showed Ashley a picture of my mom. We went on family vacation last summer, and my mom had on a Goonie shirt, and she had the nerve to buy the shirt wherever she bought it and then give me one. Oh. <laughs> She's sorry. <laughs> right? But if we're talking about how we first came across the Goonies, it was another mom original. <laughs> we got to make a drop for that. <laughs> mom original. Like she said, this is what we're watching, and I fell in love with it. And that is our movie. We watch it all the time. <laughs> like, oh I my wish gosh, I, I can't seen even tell this you younger. when. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I can't tell you when. I just know that it's always been there. I mean, when you think about it, this is 1985. We was born 92, so we literally aren't that far from this. 
This is true. Mm-hmm. Like literally not that. Okay, well, I mean, obviously we're not about to be watching no movies fresh out the Poontang. But <laughs> by the time we was five, it only would have been out for like 10 years. The movie itself would have been out 10 years. So, you know, we're not that far from it. This is true. I also want to say that this was Brittany's first watch. She's not here, but mm-hmm. this was her first watch as well. So I'm curious Very to hear curious. what she has to say. About, <laughs> to hear her thoughts was. later. I hope she don't say nothing crazy. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you will feel how we feel. <laughs> but this ain't true. about none of that. But this is true. Yes. <laughs> but no, we don't know. We're not going to find out till the end of the show how she feels. So if you guys want to know if Brittany's going to decide to be chaotic or nice or whatever, because we don't know. <laughs> We, yeah, we really don't know. You got to stick around for the ratings. All right. So, The Goonies is directed by Richard Donner. Screenplay is by Chris Columbus, and not the, the crazy one. Right. The story is by Steven Spielberg, and it was produced by Richard Donner and Harvey Bernhardt. So, I hear, like, there's this whole... Okay. I say this now and I realize this is a show, but I realize it's a whole Steven universe here. And apparently mm-hmm. this is like connected with like Back to the Future, E.T., Gremlins. Yep. And something else. There's another movie I can't think of. Poltergeist. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like, you know me. Well, see, my thing is now we do the most with these whole expanded universe things. We do way too fucking much. Marvel is your fault. But... I love that this Actually, has been a thing this was this, Yeah, this was before Marvel. Yeah, that's what I was... Well, I'm saying now it's Marvel's fault because now... Because Marvel did it so well. Even though y'all kind of losing steam now, I feel like y'all need to slow it down. Um, everybody and their mama <laughs> want a universe now. <laughs> did you watch Doctor Strange? I'm about to. I actually figured out how I could watch it, but i just been ripping and running. But coming soon coming soon i will know all the insides (laughs) okay because i'm ready and i'm pretty sure our listeners want to know too who listened who watched marvel how you felt (laughs) (laughs) about dr strange too because i'm I'm dying i'm I'm dying i'm dying listen listen the way i have still not had this thing spoiled for me amazing don't ask me how but i have not had this spoiled for me yet that that is shocking but hey. no i'm telling you don't ask me how because i don't have anything muted because that doesn't even work anyway i don't know i'm just and that's that, the reason why it doesn't work is because you have people that you follow who decided they wanted to post it on their stories so it's like mm-hmm. even if you mute whoever it was originally from you can't even get away from it yeah or like on twitter if you like I remember when halloween kills came out and scream i muted all of those words i was still seeing it Somehow, don't ask me how I was getting spoiled. I didn't have it spoiled, but I was still seeing people talking about it. I'm like, I have these words muted. Fix it, Twitter. I haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, and it still hasn't been spoiled for me, even though people haven't talked no shit about it. But, you know. Honestly, I don't think it's nothing to spoil. I think it's like maybe two things, but it's kind of like... Sucks teeth. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get into this cast. Yes, because what? (laughs) (laughs) We have Sean Astin as Michael Mikey Walsh. Uh, 
if you weren't catching up, well, if you weren't catching what I was trying to put down mm-hmm. in the park recommendations, Sean is all grown up in Stranger Things season two, and he plays Joyce's boyfriend, Bob. Okay, now don't beat me up. Like I said, never seen the Goonies. Don't ask me why I thought the Corys was in here. I was like, oh, it's Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. And then I looked at it. I said, first of all, wait, where's Corey Haim? Oh, no, he's not in here. And then I said, is that Bob? A baby Bob? Oh, my gosh. He is so stinking cute in this movie. Oh, my God. Yes, a baby Bob. (laughs) So cute. Then we have Josh Brolin as Brandon Brand Walsh. Okay, get it right. Okay, is this Thanos? Yes. <laughs> and then we have Jeff Cohen as Lawrence, a.k.a. Chunk Cohen. Mr. Truffle Shuffle. Oh, poor baby. We won't talk about that later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Corey Feldman as Clark, a.k.a. Mouth. This is his second appearance here. He popped up in The Gremlins, which we just mentioned is in the universe. Mm -hmm. And throwing it back to Corey Haim, he actually auditioned for the role of Mouth, but it was given to Corey Feldman instead. Jesus. The way they was putting them boys against each other. (laughs) Madness. Madness. And listen, at the time, those two hadn't met yet. Right. But they were later cast together in, of course, The Lost Boys, which we're talking about next week. Then we have Jonathan, and I don't even want to butcher his name. Kihu Kwan. That is Data, a.k.a. Richard Wong. No, that's my bestie. <laughs> He's so cute. He, he is so, cute. so stinking cute. <laughs> it's his accent. $50? Fifty dollars? $50 bills. <laughs> Just the cutest thing. Whoever was yes. the casting director. Thank you, because, oh, my God. Especially when he gets so mad later on, but we're going to talk about that. I I wanted to fight. (laughs) Next up, we have Carrie Green as Andrea Teresa Carmichael, a.k.a. Andy. Now, I'm going to throw another monkey wrench in here for you. Guess who auditioned for the role of Andy? Oh, no. I don't know. Just tell me. We talked about her last month. Last month. Last month. Last mm-hmm. month. So the, the final girl. Mm-hmm. Nancy. Yup. <gasps> Heather Link. Yup. I'm mad now. Deduct points right now. <laughs> I'm deducting tickets. <laughs> so, no. Steven Spielberg and Richard Donner. They, they felt like she gave a great audition. She was the right physical type for, for the role and everything. But at the time, she was 20. And the script mm, described yeah. her as being 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And they felt like she was too old for the role. She just played a 15-year-old in A Nightmare on Elm Street the year before. What do you mean? Well, actually, actually, let's pull it back. Let's pull it back. I wonder, had those filmings, because Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 84. So they was filming, like, in 83. This movie... I don't know when they started filming for this one, but but I it took five. The, the movie it was five took five months to film. Oh, she could have yeah. did it. She could have did it. But then I also wonder if it was because of the fact that Andy had that kissing scene 
Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So. Good call. Thinking about that. Good call. Never mind. Save the day. <laughs> but yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh, snap. Ashley is going to have a. My wig. Okay. My wig is off. <laughs> Braid snatch from the scalp. No. It's okay, Heather Boo. You know we love it. It's okay. In my head, I'm just going to picture it. But now I got to rewatch the movie and just like picture her in that role. Because, oh my God. <laughs> we have Martha Plimpton as Stephanie Steinbrenner, aka Steph. John Matzak as Sloth. Hey, you guys. <laughs> I used to say that all the time. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Anne Ramsey as Mama Fratelli, Robert Davi as Frank Fratelli, Joe Pantoliano, Pantoliano, boom, as Francis Fratelli. (laughs) Then we have Mary Ellen Trainer as Mrs. Walsh, Keith Walker as Mr. Walsh, and then we have Lupe Antiveros as Rosalita. Now, you know who that is? What do I get? No, I know her face, but what do I know her from? Yolanda. All right. I'm just telling you because I feel like she's supposed to get out of jail next year. I want us all to go down there and just be waiting for her with eggs, tomatoes, bats, um, maybe some of those snapdragons from the fireworks store and just go in. Because, girl, I'm surprised you even made it to see outside the jail. Your best bet is to go to witness protect, protection program, but that's not going to help you either. Because when I tell you, all of the fans is still upset. Apologies. Oh, highly upset. Because, girl, what the heck? I just, oh my gosh. Like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even want to play that character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I was like, I really, I, so back when I first watched Selena, I didn't, you know, I mean, when I was younger, I was thinking that biopics for like a the real person. No, me too. Playing. Me too. Me too. So I was like, literally, once I got old enough and I really started paying attention, I had to Google who the actress was to make sure that it wasn't the same person because mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all, y'all look alike. Y'all look very similar. Yeah, real heat. Let me tell you something. Had <laughs> real heat. Okay, the Jacksons, the American Dream. That one really messed me up because that casting was so good. I was convinced that that was like Michael. <laughs> And it's not like I knew the baby one was Jason Weaver, but that's because I had seen Jason Weaver. But the older one, I was like, yeah, that's Michael. Like, what you mean? That's him. It's not him. (laughs) Had me all messed up in the brain. And then the last person that I'm going to mention is Steve Anton as Troy Perkins. Okay, because they literally when I say everybody got a credit in this movie, everybody. Right. Literally, the tennis player got a credit. <laughs> Everybody. I said, oh, okay. Bet. Cool. Y'all got y'all right? checks. I'm not mad at it. Oh, I do want to say that uh Richard Donner, he made a cameo <laughs> as the sheriff. <laughs> I saw that. I lo- I like when directors do that. And then um I wanna say Steven Spielberg is in the Cindy Lopper video. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, cinematography is by Nick McLean, who makes a cameo as Mouth's dad. Oh, <laughs> right. It's like, it we're was... just going to use who we got on set at this point. Honestly, so at the end of the movie, all of the cast members got to 
bring their families into that final shot. Like all of the people who pretty much came out that van for mm-hmm. uh, Chunk was mm-hmm. Chunk's family. Like that was his real mama. So it was kind of yeah. like sleepaway camp, how they had just all the cast members' families hopping out the buses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to use what you got. That's smart. I ain't right mad at it. Because why? Why pay extras when you could just use family members that just want a sandwich and say they was in the movie? <laughs> right? <laughs> Good enough for me. It was edited by Michael Kahn. Music is by Dave Gresson. And their production company is Amblin Enterprise entertainment and distributed by the Warner Brothers. Amblin is nostalgic. Like if you didn't grow up seeing that Amblin logo, I'm sorry because you missed out. I'm so sorry. First of all, we was barely there, but. Right. (laughs) We're talking about behind the scenes while people filming, right? Guess who visited the set once? Michael Jackson. He did. He did. Because when they dropped the line about Michael Jackson coming to his house and using the bathroom, he said, no, but his sister did. I was like, which one? <laughs> I did too. In my head, I was like, which one? And then I was like, of course, Michael popped up on this set. This is after, what, 84? So Thriller, mm-hmm. had, wait, yeah, Thriller dropped. Yeah, Thriller dropped. I was like, oh, gosh, like, oh, I would have fell out. But also, we all know that, you know, Corey Feldman um, was a big fan of Michael. So that's another reason why he popped up on set. And also, during filming, Steven Spielberg and Richard Donner, he sent the boys to Dodger Stadium to see the Jackson's Victory Tour while they were filming. Oh, no. See? (laughs) Y'all some lucky little kids. I wish I could just see Michael Jackson stand in front of me. I was so jealous because he came, he came to Gary and I cried for days because my parents went to go see him because he went to the old house, obviously. And, you know, my dad has a house like four doors down that they still, well, that's a long story. I'm not going to get into that, but still has a house, four house down from the original house. My nephew was visiting us. And they took my nephew and he got to meet Michael Jackson. I boohooed. I sobbed. Um, I was like, why would you not come get me from school? What made you think I didn't want to see him? Um, I was sad. We had field day at school that day. Screw that field day. I you know, field day was a nice skip day. It was, but no, that don't compare to seeing Michael. Ja- my <laughs> nephew was literally breathing the same air as him. Like, he was that close. I was sad. I was sad. (laughs) I'm sorry. Rog, okay, before I get any sadder, let's go ahead and go to the queue. (laughs) I am so upset about this, but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. All right, we're playing a game. Y'all know I love games. So we are going to pretend that we're hunting for treasure and our answers will tell us which character from the Goonies we would be besties with. Just make sure you never say die. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, first question. Which pirate's treasure are you looking for? One-Eyed Willie's. Captain Jack Sparrows, Blackbeards, or Captain Hooks? 
Dang, I don't know. I like running like Jack Sparrow. Why was that a whole challenge? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could have did. I still probably should have just bust out with it. Um, (laughs) Megan Thee Stallion got a song called Captain Hook. She does. Um, I think I'm going to do it for the culture and go with Captain Hook. I got to go with Captain Sparrow. What do you make sure you bring with you on your treasure hunt? The map, your inhaler, snacks, a flashlight. Let me tell you something. I have a terrible sense of direction. <laughs> do not come up to me talking about you going to go north on 90. Don't tell me right <laughs> or left. <laughs> I need landmarks. <laughs> so I am the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. <laughs> So for me, it's between the map, snacks, and a flashlight because I... No, you need snacks because you get cranky. I do. I do. And Brandon will be the first one to tell you that I'm a dragon and he has to feed his dragons. Like, we were out getting sushi with his daddy on Friday and I had an attitude before we even got there because I had a bad day on Friday with work. Mm -hmm. And he was mad because I wasn't speaking. And I wasn't speaking because I was mad. Not right. at him. Because if you would have spoken, it would have been want, the attitude. Who I just wants didn't want to talk. But it didn't matter because me not talking, I still had an attitude and he just wasn't feeling it. So then when I started eating the sushi, I perked up and then he was like, see this what I'm talking about. Sorry, I keep cursing. You got to feed the dragons. You got to <laughs> feed the dragons. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. Well, you know, I'm really heavily leaning towards snacks because there ain't no way I can do it without snacks. All right, so what do you watch out for? The Fratellis, Bats, Booby Traps, or A Way Out? Booty Traps. <laughs> That's what I say. That's said. what I say. <laughs> <laughs> this will be as funny as heck. <laughs> I'm going with the Booby Traps, the Booty Traps. <laughs> I'm going with the way out. I don't like being stuck nowhere. I get claustrophobic real quick now in my old age. Mm. <laughs> I'm serious. This is a newfound thing. I used to, it depends. Cause the trains here, like when I get on the train in a little bit, I just know it's gonna be wall to wall. And these people here, y'all think America got a bad. These people here, they will bump into you and you could be standing on the wall. And they're going to run into you because they just do not be looking where they're going. And I'm like, oh, gosh, listen, okay, look, I be trying to be civilized, but I'm telling you. (laughs) Where do you start your hunt? Mikey's Attic, the abandoned restaurant down on the beach, the wishing well. Um, I mean, logically, if they didn't go in the attic, they wouldn't have had the map. Right. So I (laughs) thought. I kind of feel like you got to start there, (laughs) but (laughs) I have comments about this, but uh, yeah, I I just feel like you got to start because where you going to go if you don't got the mat? (laughs) Well, I don't think we're, we're hunting for our own treasure. How about that? Oh, so if I am hunting for my own treasure, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to say down on the beach because I feel like that's the right spot 
Listen, I was gonna say the beach too because yeah. why would I be in a wishing well? And why would I want yeah, to go like, to why would I look there? Restaurant? I mean, a restaurant, you- if it's like chilies and they get everywhere all over the wall. Oh, say I can't say. Actually, they said it in the movie. They did? Which, what? Yes, they said lots of times in the movie. Oh, I thought you said chilies. I was about to say what? No. <laughs> chilies was a thing? They said. No, they definitely did. And then did. Data's cute self spelled at the end because he promised his mother he wouldn't curse. <laughs> Like that, like how was this rated G? I have no idea how this got a G. Steven, I know you did something. You did something. I can tell you how. They put in strategic places that could be drowned out by music and it wasn't an integral part of the script. So for instance, if they wanted to cut out that slice of music or whatever, you can cut it out and you wouldn't miss anything in the movie. Because this movie got like 20 different cuts anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but he he strategically placed the mm. So he was with It's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of bleeps. It's going to be funny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you finally find the treasure chest? Buried on the beach, an old pirate ship hidden in the caves behind a waterfall. I am a TLC baby through and through. Left eye is my favorite, so baby, it's behind the waterfall. I'm going to go with buried on the beach, because if I'm looking on the beach, I might as well just find it there. And I ain't trying to go on a wild goose chase. I mean, yeah, but I just like the water. I know I know, we, we're not supposed to chase them, but let, let's, let's be real, TLC. They're, they're kind of cool, so. <laughs> and the last question, what kind of treasure was inside of the chest? Gems, coins, Pearls or nothing. Gems, 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 gems. Because uh, you gonna get the max value, honey. Especially if you save them over time. Like coins. That's cool. I do love my pearls. I definitely love the pearls. And I would be pissed if I did all of this for nothing. I would be hot. Exactly. Okay. So the gems. I'm going with the gems too. I got Mikey. Oh, you need a best friend who has a whole lot of heart and is always reliable. That's right. I got Chunk. Of, of course. <laughs> you need a friend who is as loyal as they come and who has enough stories to keep you entertained whenever you're bored. Okay, because that boy gonna lie. He's gonna lie, 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 lie. <sighs> oh my gosh. He told so many lies. <laughs> That poor thing. It's just like, <laughs> do, do you keep up with these? Like, how? No. <laughs> Everybody else couldn't keep up with them either. Okay, we just all confused. You're confused. I'm confused. I'm extremely confused. You're confused. I'm f***ing confused, bro. Me too. <laughs> Survivors, let us know what your results were on our Twitter or down in the DMs. Well... It's our time. Let's go look for some treasure and get into 1985's The Goonies. Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. 
time chunk. Hey, my food's a map. Whoa, you guys realize what we could do? Well, I don't want to go on any more of your crazy goonie adventures. Meet Mikey. I gotta go to the bathroom. Brand. Andy. Shame, shame. Oh, come on, Brand. Slip with the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. Mouth. Hey, gotcha. Stephanie. Data. Booty Bangles! Guys, isn't that neat? And Chunk. Slopped. They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a legend. But they're not alone. Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. That's the it. Sounds like calm. Discover what they uncover. Rubies and emeralds and diamonds. The lost map. The secret caves. Hidden clues. The treacherous traps. Hello, Sheriff. I'm at the Lighthouse Lounge. And I want to report a murder. Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Take the oath. Join the adventure as Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. This trailer, I don't, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a kid's trailer, it's a kid's movie, it's a kid's trailer. You know, you gotta put it's some The only thing that there. I didn't like about it was it was too long. Just like the movie. Just like the movie. I'm the sorry. Movie I'm just going to like say this now. I'm going to say this now. So y'all not surprised by the end. This movie was way too long. <laughs> More details on see, that later. I can see your point of view. Since this was your first time watching it. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm used to it. <laughs> right, right. And that's why I was like, I wish I would have seen this so many times. But... Because I didn't. I was like, oh my gosh, we still going? Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very long. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the only right. thing I would say about the trailer. It's just way too long. Like, geez. All right, let's get into this movie. So, the movie starts out in a jail with someone who appears to have trigger warning unalived himself in his jail cell. The officer on duty finds a note attached to him that says, you schmuck, you think I would really be stupid enough to unalive myself? Confused, the officer looks up to the man who was presumably dead, smiling at him, and then gets knocked out, providing the perfect escape. I'm just saying, if I seen a body hanging, my first reaction isn't to read the note. My first reaction would be to get them That's what you would think. (laughs) But also, if I looked up and seen the said unalive body, 
smiling at me, I probably would have freaked out anyway. Right. Because you just wasn't doing that. As far as I know, you not present with us and you sitting here right. smiling. Did I just die? Like what happened? <laughs> and then, but honestly, I do have to give it to him though. His little fake setup was genius. Hanging on by a pipe. Yeah, that's why I was like, and then it okay, it that's looked like was it another cell behind him or was that a hallway? Because I'm like, you can I think that. that was a hallway. I'm like, you can see that. Okay. Unless people yeah. didn't walk that way. Right, right. Outside of the jail, the man's mom and brother were waiting for him. They made a gasoline perimeter outside of the jail so that when the cops ran out, they shot at the gasoline, effectively setting it on fire. Another genius moment. And now they're on a high-speed chase through this little town. And this is when I first was like, hey, did you peep at Alonda about to get run over? Listen, listen. This is my first, this is really my first time realizing who that was watching this. Mm-hmm. You probably had a little heat. See, and that's what I'm saying. You can't place it like um like Lawrence Fishburne playing Ike. We like now we've gotten past it, but we still kind of be like sad eye. A lot of sad eyes going on. Throughout the police chase, we're introduced to all of the Goonies by face, but not by name. And I'm not even gonna lie though, the villains had a very great escape. A very perfect plan. That was perfect. This never happens. So we're first introduced to the brothers, Brandon, Mikey, in their house. They're upset about having to move from the goon docks where they live. Soon they're joined by Mouse, who was there to liven up the duo for their last weekend together as the Goonies. Too bad Brand failed his driver's test. And honestly, I failed mine too the first time. I did too. And that lady, she was petty. And I think I might have told y'all this before. It was a left turn. We in Indiana. It's January, so it's snowing. She was like, when you made that left turn, you crossed over the yellow line. Trick, how did you even see the yellow line? It was snow on the ground. You was having a bad day. Just say that. And I felt mine. Um, I don't even know if I mentioned this, but my parents have this blue minivan and me and my mom have been complaining to my dad that the steering wheel was very, very, very hard to turn. Mm-hmm. And in Maryland, you have to be able to parallel park within a minute and 30 seconds. If you don't, you fail. They got to drive you back. I timed out. Because one, I'm trying to parallel park a daggone minivan. And two, it's not like the steering wheel is fluid enough for me to make the necessary movements that I need to. I'm sitting there fighting. This just happened. So sometimes the steering wheel didn't stick. Sometimes it did. The day that I took my test, it just happened to stick. So I'm sitting there fighting the steering wheel. So I timed out. The man made me get out the car and we switched spots. And he was like, and this is how you're supposed to do it. And he tried to show off. But right. realized that I wasn't lying when I said the steering wheel was fucked okay. up. Well, the steering wheel was effed up. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, wow, you need to get this fixed. Exactly. I'll be like, so <laughs> what then I should pass? Because as you can see. Uh, that was I was I was so mad. I was so mad. Next up, we have Chunk who is super excited about the police chase he just saw. But Mouth won't let him in the gate before he does the truffle shuffle. Can we talk about this? 
this poor little baby had the chicken pox and was like it was he the did. first day of filming so i want to tell nobody okay now first of all first of all honey chicken pox is contagious so why don't okay you, you you the same person that's gonna hide the zombie bite you the same person that's gonna <laughs> have to be it like come on now come on but i get it i get it because i can't okay like i said didn't grow up with this movie but seeing it i'm just like dang i don't know like if someone else had been in this role, would it have worked? Also, why y'all just ain't let that boy up in this house? Why y'all have to do this whole little Rube Goldberg machine? Even though I feel like it was kind of prepping you for what happens later on in the movie with all like the good setups mm-hmm. and stuff. But I was like, if y'all don't just go walk and open the daggone door, y'all making this boy shake his jelly. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can say, though, is that Richard Donner... He knew that um, Chunk wasn't comfortable. So that look on his face when Mouth asked him to do it was very genuine because he was very, he was self-conscious about the fact that he had chicken pox because he recently recovered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get all those little spots and bruises yeah, you can and see scars and stuff. Right. And so what he did was he cleared the set for that part. So he didn't have to do it in front of people. Oh, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. I love that. Next up, we have our favorite, Data, flying into the screen door of Mikey's house by way of zipline while the James Bond Mikey, the screen, Mikey, the screen, the screen. (laughs) Him crashing through the door caused Chunk to knock over Mikey's mom's favorite sculpture and it broke the peen off and mikey was like oh my god this is my mom's fave piece while trying to put it back on and mouth was like you wouldn't be here if it wasn't <laughs> that <laughs> it's the way Corey <laughs> feldman does such a all the kids but Corey feldman does such a good job delivering some of his lines that i just like I believe like if you told me we just had a video camera and we was just watching these kids I would believe you and I know dang well this is a movie but (laughs) I would believe you like but speaking of mouth this little boy gets on my nerves yo (laughs) (laughs) so Mrs. Walsh comes home and she done brought home Rosalita aka Yolanda who almost got run over by the, the villains in the police chase. She hired her to pack up the house since Mrs. Walsh's arm is jacked up. Okay. Rosalita doesn't, swing. Right? <laughs> she doesn't speak a lick of English. Nothing. So she asked Mouth to translate for her. So instead of telling Rosalita where the pants and the shirts are and to just throw them in cardboard boxes, he tells her that there's drugs in each of the drawers and to always separate the drugs. Like, how is this movie rated G? Because they put it, <laughs> they put it in caption in the movie. <laughs> Marijuana, so you, cocaine, speed, all of it. And I'm like, we can read. We could I could definitely well, okay. Obviously was not born in 85, but I was reading by four or five. My mom worked in a library, so I was reading by four or five. Yeah. I could read them words. Right. The G is for goon. The G is for goon. <laughs> Nothing else. It is not general audiences. The G is for goon. 
Listen, I got to go through the other two, too, because this was funny. So then instead of telling her to not go in the attic because Mistress Wal- Mr. Walsh said so, he tells her that that's where Mr. Walsh keeps his sexual torture I knew devices. it. No, I knew as soon as I seen the first one and then they said attic, I was like, sex dungeon. I already know. I knew it. And I was right. I was like, you did not disappoint me. And then instead of telling her where all the cleaning supplies are, he tells her that if she does a bad job, she'll be locked in the supply closet with roaches for about two weeks without food and water. And like, why didn't you leave? Because <laughs> I'm in a crazy house. I said, girl, yeah, you in danger. <laughs> but also, what, Miss Walsh, why would you let, you know, mouth play too dang much. But obviously she don't know what he's saying either. She don't but, know. Come on. Oh, man. But the crazy thing is, Corey Feldman really couldn't speak Spanish. But you, you can't tell, can you? Oh, he sounded great. <laughs> right. So Lupe Ontiveros, who played Rosalita, she actually was U.S. born and spoke um, perfectly good English, but she helped the script team write the English-Spanish translation of the lines. And she helped Corey phonetically learn them during rehearsals because he, he didn't know Spanish at all. He bodied it because I was right. like, oh, dang, this is a talent. Is this why you got the role? Hey. But <laughs> no, because he bodied that. Right. Well, back to Mrs. Walsh. She is not here for none of their shenanigans, okay? She does not want Mikey to go outside and she wants her house clean because there's chips all over that coffee table. And she's also tired of Data messing up her front door. can you be he's so cute can't be mad at him (laughs) come in the back door from now on (laughs) in typical boy fashion when parents leave the house what we do shenanigans so they go up to the attic to go through mr walsh's things he's a museum curator so there's tons of things in the attic after complaining about everyone being in the attic and needing to leave Mikey comes across an old treasure map from 1632 and tricks Chunk into dropping it. The map belonged to One-Eyed Willie, the most prolific pirate of his time. After telling the story of One-Eyed Willie, Mikey tries to convince their group to go on the adventure, but they were interrupted by a businessman looking for Mr. and Mrs. Walsh to sign foreclosure paperwork. Um, I just have to rewind a little bit. Mikey is me. And I am Mikey, and this is why I got him in the quiz. Because one thing I'm going to do, baby, is mess up a word. I'm going to confuse a word for another word and then be like, that's what I meant and that's what I said, okay? <laughs> and at first, I like that the mom does it as well. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, this is a them thing. But then yeah. they do it throughout the rest of the movie. And I was like, oh, no, this is a town thing. Like, everybody <laughs> the brand just be messing up words, right. I guess. <laughs> also... Why you make Chunk break it? You could have just dropped it, Mikey. <laughs> but I guess he was like, well, I don't want to technically get in trouble. So let's exactly. just let Chunk do it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they already know that Chunk is a clutch. So if Chunk did it. It was him counting down for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's talk about this treasure map. Production designer said that before shooting the scenes with the map he thought it looked good but not old enough so when he was in his hotel room he aged it with coffee and then when he couldn't find blade couldn't find paint he used his own blood it's the 80s sir sir it is the 80s (laughs) 
So are you telling me you sat there and pricked your, why you, you couldn't use no pop. I know it was some red pop somewhere. Couldn't use no corn syrup. I don't, okay. Jesus. And then <laughs> this would have this had me and my mama beefing. Sean Aston, he was allowed to keep the treasure map. Several years later, his mom discovered it and just thought it was a crinkle piece of paper and threw it away. Sorry, mom, but respectfully, I would have had to slap you. Sorry, mom. Sorry. Like, <laughs> we would have been beefing. We would have been beefing. You know how much money that would be worth today? I got something Beef. else later that I just cannot believe Beef. happened. But on site, honey. On site, honey. After some contemplation and scheming, the boys decide to tie Brand to the chair he was sitting in using his exercise bands, let the air out of his tires, and ran off to find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. I told you these some goons for real. (laughs) I just want to know why Mrs. Walsh just assumed that he was doing some crazy exercise. Like, yeah, I'm like, do you not hear this little boy telling you he's stuck? And then you just gonna let him be stuck? You're not gonna help him? And then Rosalita, she like, boy, bad. Okay. I'm just here so I don't get fired. <laughs> and then once he finally escapes, why he gonna throw Data little sister off the bike? She I want my bike now. I want my bike now. <laughs> See, this wouldn't have happened if Mr. Perkins hadn't come by pissing them off like that. Right. On the oh, and then uh, before we get into what happened to Brand. Chunk is me. <laughs> I know when my stomach growls, there's trouble. Johnny, that get out. <laughs> Listen, if my stomach growls and I'm telling you I'm hungry, you got 30 minutes before I turn into an animal, like a whole beast. That's not trouble. That's just trouble for whoever's around <laughs> It's still trouble. <laughs> this is not like um, <laughs> Karen and her boob, her super boob, okay? <laughs> on the way to go find mikey brand is stopped by troy the son of one of the businessmen that showed up to the house asking for them to sign the paperwork as well as andy and steph andy offers to give brand a ride but troy decides to grab onto his arm and make him ride along via the little bike he was on causing the bike to spark and then let him go as he hit the curve sending him flying into the trees and probably down the steep hills from the looks of it just like I said in our It Chapter 1 episode, honey, this is the 80s. These kids are rubber. They bounce. They do not get hurt. Because what? You almost killed that boy. Honestly. And I just want to know why he didn't pop off them training wheels before getting taken on a ride by Troy. <laughs> that poor thing. And training wheels really were like that. Like, I can appreciate that training wheels let you know when it was time for you to get off of them training <laughs> wheels because they just start oh bending and stuff. You got that. I used to remember, well, I remember when one of my training wheels was like up. So I only had one training wheel because my daddy (laughs) took the other one off. And we was really riding around with one training wheel. Like that was crazy. (laughs) Meanwhile, Mikey and crew are getting a nice start on finding the treasure. By following following the map and using the doubloon, they found the rocks and the lighthouse that fit perfectly into the doubloon, which led them right to a restaurant that shouldn't be open during the fall. 
Upon reaching the restaurant, they clearly hear gunshots and Chunk knows it's gunshots, but Mikey tries to convince him that someone probably dropped a pot. I ain't never hear a pot that sound like that when you drop it. Honey, honey. <laughs> Come to Gary. Come to Gary. Come to Baltimore. Because I can show you like, some things. Because no, honey, that's not no pot. That, that ain't your part. <laughs> Whole time. The people who are running the restaurant, quote unquote, is the family that broke the son out of jail at the beginning of the movie. And honestly, I agree with Mouth. I don't see how that restaurant is a summer restaurant. All them dang cobwebs and the leaky roof and the water that they that got was to be a horror restaurant. Who drinking that? Okay. <laughs> the mama tried to cut Mouth's tongue out his mouth. We're serving tongue. I was, oh my <laughs> gosh. First, <laughs> what did he say? What did he say to her? He was like, I wanted something 1981. I was like, boy, go sit oh, down. He was, he was asking for all this Italian food. And then he's like, well, I want fettuccine, but 1981. Sir. I was like, sir, that's pasta. That's not a drink. <laughs> he's saying it like it's wine and it didn't age. I'm like, if you eat some pasta from 81, honey, you need to go <laughs> to the emergency room right now. Right. And then Chunk done told so many lies that they didn't believe him. When he told them that the truck outside belonged to the same people involved in the police chase. That's what happens when you play silly games. You win silly prizes. <sighs> so. They're in the restaurant. They're traumatized. She's trying to force them to drink this water that's orange. And now Mikey got to use the bathroom. Or does he? No one will ever know. <laughs> Because instead of going to the bathroom, he is snooping around the basement looking for one-eyed Willie. Instead, he stumbles upon the jailbird trying to feed Sloth. And while hiding, trying not to get caught, he sat on a daggone mousetrap. I'm mousetrap. But after the jailbird walked away, Mikey was nice enough to push the food towards Sloth. Because Sloth was in there screaming that he was hungry. And I feel him. Mm -hmm. But when Sloth turned his head, it scared Mikey. And he ran right into the arms of Brand. And then they all leave the restaurant. I'm just like, this is what you get for snooping around. See? (laughs) See? Outside of the restaurant, the Goonies witnessed the crime family dragging a dead body out of the restaurant and loading it in the back of a truck. And Mikey's out here talking about, it's just trash. Sir, that is not trash. As soon as the crime bosses drove away, Andy and Steph snuck up behind the Goonies and the boys try to break back into the restaurant while Brand is preoccupied by Steph and Andy. I'm just saying, Steph was making a lot of sense. (laughs) Right? And I just want to know why they be playing chunk like this, talking about his mama so that he break down the door. I'm like, why do y'all use this kid like this? Like, y'all literally use him for all the dumb shit y'all don't want to do. Like, one of y'all, right. all of y'all really could have just took one foot each, one, two, three, kicked the door, it would have went down. Why y'all make this boy act like he a dang on um, linebacker? <laughs> then... Why the girls going to sit up there and say that the fish jumped out the bushes? It was attached to the handle of the rake y'all stepped on. <gasps> right out of the bushes. Got us. I just, like I said, Steph, Steph was like, okay, yeah, no, that's enough. I don't need nothing after this. That was enough. Okay. 
But at least Steph and Andy are good for something. They convinced Brand to let them explore what was in the basement. Poor things were so freaked out by sloth, they all stumbled into another room. And I just want to say, people find the weirdest places to make out. I just, well, we talked about this. (laughs) We talked about this when we talked about um, people just doing the nasty for my younger listeners out there in strange places. So, I mean, y'all got cobwebs, it's damp and dank in a basement and y'all just was like, oh, this is perfect atmosphere to just. This is the 80s. This is the 80s. (sighs) That's, look, that's going to be my excuse for all the 80s movies that we do. This is the 80s. <laughs> Inside this new room, Mikey is trying to convince Bran that there's a tunnel somewhere, but Bran ain't hearing it. Until Chunk accidentally knocks over the glass water cooler fueled by mouth-talking trash about him yet again. The water from the cooler runs under the fake fireplace, leading Mikey, Bran, and Mouth to find the entrance to the tunnel. Meanwhile, Data finds a counterfeit money-making machine that prints $50 bills, and Steph finds the wanted poster of the crime family, the Fratellis. And as Chunk is freaking out, plotting his escape, he smells ice cream through the freezer door. Poor baby was so excited for that ice cream that he ignored the dead body with the bullet hole just sitting there. Honey, you don't smell that ice cream. $50 bills? David was convinced that things were saved, okay? Okay, he said, now wait, hold up. Because look, that's me. Because why can't we just print this? It's paper anyway. Right? It's 25 years for counterfeit. I feel you, honey. While the group is freaking out over the dead body that just fell out the freezer, the Fratellis come back to the restaurant. So they push the body back into the freezer, locking Chunk in with it, and escape via the tunnel in the floor, barely missing a run-in with the Fratellis. Chunk manages to escape the freezer after the Fratellis leave the room. Brandon Mikey tell him to go get the police, and he escapes via a window and flags down the second car he sees and blabs everything to them. Whole time is Jake. Fratelli driving the car and Francis Fratelli steps out, snatches his booty up and throws him into the trunk with a dead body. Mm-mm. No. Once again, see? <laughs> I want to say I'm mad at Mama Fratelli. She had the nerve to say that she don't want to go back to the zoo to get more chains. I'm- why, why are you doing your son like that? I mean, she got what she deserved, but she knew, she knew. But also, I'm like, if you know this, I feel like you do need to go to the zoo and get more chains, but also don't be, he's a human still. Exactly. And why Jake, and not Jake and Francis about to get in a gunfight over pepperoni pizza. He was like, they got pizza and it's pepperoni. (laughs) Okay, I'm like, yeah, no, you can smell that. I'm with you there. I am with you there. Because, honey, let me tell you, one thing about me, I'm going to smell some pizza. Back in the tunnels, the Goonies plus two, minus Chunk, find light and pipes and start banging on them to try and draw attention to themselves and end up causing a ruckus at the Astoria Country Club. Ruined all their plumbing and sent Troy in the toilet he was sitting on flying into the ceiling. 
Then the pipe burst in the tunnel, causing a hole in the mud wall to be blasted through with water, leading them further into the tunnel. In the tunnels, they find Chester Copperpot's skeleton. Chester Copperpot was supposed to be an expert on the treasure and went to go find it. Well, he was crushed by one of the booby traps when that Willie laid. And on his body, they found a few clues to help them in their quest to find the treasure, as well as some candles and dynamite. Dada took the dynamite to lay some booby traps to warn them if the Fratellis follow them. Mm-hmm. But Mikey accidentally sets off all of the traps in the tunnel they were in, causing Data, Steph, and Andy to run for their life. Once they were safe from the first booby trap, Brand moved a rock and they were attacked by bats. It was just like, sir, why did you put all these booty traps in here? Like, and then, <laughs> see, you messed up because yourself got caught in these booty traps. Mm-hmm. but then also how did this get out if you got stuck in the booty traps that's my question no so Chester Copperpot he wasn't like affiliated with them he heard about the treasure and he went to go find it so oh. like he knew yeah he knew about it but okay. he went to go find it and ended up and when everybody knew that he went to go find the treasure but he never came back okay 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 I'm with you I'm with you because I was like hold up no wait a minute <laughs> Now, back to my poor baby chunk. He is getting a shakedown from the Fratellis, and he's up there crying and telling his whole life story. Mama Fratelli was over it and was about to puree Chunk's hand when the bats bust up from the tunnel through the fireplace. Now the Fratellis finally believe Chunk and set off to find the treasure, leaving Chunk behind with sloth. I know we um, passed this, or I think this might have happened in this section. But when they were interrogating him and they was <laughs> it was about to blend him up, yep. I was cracking up when uh they were distracted and he was eating the ice cream and they snatched it from him and then they <laughs> they snatched the spoon too. But I love that um the director is laughing and you can hear him laughing in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was the way he was eating it because what he was holding on to that spoon for dear life like he was like (laughs) I'm like this poor kid like oh my god he just want to go home and eat he done missed dinner like y'all playing with him y'all ain't feed this boy like po baby po baby Back in the tunnel, the crew stumbles upon the water at the bottom of the wishing well. They were about to take the money when Steph convinces them not to. Meanwhile, Troy is up at the top of the well with his jock friends and throws a coin down the well, wishing to make it with Andy. But his, coin, like fl- <laughs> his coin flings back up off the well, freaking him out because lo and behold, the Goonies plus two minus chunk are all in the well. Troy sends the bucket down for Andy, but instead she sends back up Troy's varsity sweater, all because Mikey's speech convinced them to stay down there and find the treasure since they made it further than Chester Copperpot. And at this point, they have nothing else to lose. Okay, at this point, because I do, um, I, <laughs> I liked when the coin comes back up because he was like, he looks Whoa, so confused. <laughs> and then when she sends his jacket back up, I was like, oh. Mr. Steel, your girl. Yep, you're dang right. And what about it? (laughs) 
I think it's cute that Sloth and Chunk are starting to become friends. If we recall from earlier, Sloth is being kept in chains in mm-hmm. a cell in front of a TV. Well, Chunk tried to share a Babe Ruth with him, but he dropped it. And neither of them could reach it due to being tied up. Well, he popped him with that Baby Ruth. <laughs> he was like, ooh, ooh. He, it was at that moment he knew he messed up. <laughs> Sloth broke out them chains, honey, to pick up that candy bar. He was hungry. But he was so happy when he tried it that he picked Chunk up and kissed him in the mouth. (laughs) It was him feeding him because I don't know if I would have been able to let this person, (laughs) this man, feed me this candy bar. But then it was killing me because Chunk was like taking extra bites because he knew he had to share. I was like, I feel you. I feel you. I'm not mad. (laughs) now it's time for the goonies minus sloth sad face to find their next clue they used the skeleton key thing that they swiped from copper pot skeleton and used it to turn the trap on the wall well they turned in the wrong direction causing mikey's hand to get stuck setting off another booby trap sending data falling to his almost death okay but luckily one of data's inventions saved his life listen i'm like this is a kid's movie <laughs> Like, he was just, I said, first of all, when it happened, because, okay, obviously this is the 80s, so at this point, kids are safe, but mm-hmm. now we know kids ain't so safe, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. but then he, you know, came in the clutch. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like, this is, this is so much, this is so much. <laughs> now it's time for Chunk and Sloth to catch up with the rest of the crew but not before calling the sheriff, who, of course, doesn't believe Chunk. Chunk is the the epitome of the boy who cried wolf. No one believes this child. And then on top of that, once they get in the tunnel, Sloth causes a whole car accident because he moved the pipes out the way so Chunk doesn't hurt himself. See, that's a real friend. I'm going to hurt other people just so you safe right but also did you peep the gremlins the gremlins easter egg i liked that you talking about with the um <laughs> sheriff mm-hmm. when he was like is this like the prank of when the little things you pour water on them and they multiply i was like yep. yes yes actually yes <laughs> and i'm like first of all you know dang well that wasn't no prank y'all know y'all seen the news i know that made the news it had to and it happened twice it to. well actually no the second one ain't come out yet so yeah it only happened once at this point but don't play i gotta say this one more time who wants to make it out in these conditions who this is the 80s who? this is the 80s andy hot and ready wanted to kiss brand so bad that she told him to come into the tunnel that they were using for a bathroom so they split off into originally three tunnels this it was going to be a little boy's, a little kids. boy's tunnel, and the little girls. And then Brian was like, "Well, this is the men's room." And so then they all ditched the little boys to go to the men's. Mm-hmm. So Andy is in the tunnel screaming for Brand. Well, Brian is in the middle of taking a piss, so he sent Mikey instead. And Mikey ends up making out with Andy, and Andy didn't even know. Meanwhile, Steph is sitting there dying of laughter because she knew and ain't saying nothing. I'm like, girl, you can't. I know it's dark in there, but I just feel like, I mean, Mikey got his When did he get so. braces? I think he was standing in the hole because he was short. Girl. 
Girl, no. And I'm like, you had already like, you girl. Okay. Okay. But now the fun is over because guess who's hot on their trail? The Fatellis. They're running through the tunnels to escape and come across a boat mast for a bridge. The Goonies make it across, but Data, as the last person to cross, activates his slick shoes and leaves a trail of oil on the wet mast as he crosses. We love a resourceful little baby. Right? The Fratellis make it to the bridge and, of course, slip and fall in the water. But now the Goonies must play an organ made of bones in order to make it to the next part of the journey. They have to play the right chord for the door to open little by little. And if they play the wrong one, a piece of the floor disappears. Well, Andy kept messing up and all of the floor disappeared. I but like, luckily, okay, this makes me really like her character. Cause you know, usually when we have girls in film, either they're straight up damsel in distress or all the way the other direction. And it's just a hard, butt, like a super tough, like boom, boom, yeah. boom. I liked that she was that sweet middle. Like, yeah, she played piano when she was four. Um, I ain't played it in a while, so that's going to make me nervous, but I'm not a complete ditz either. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's not like, um, we've been calling her Sarah and her name is not Sarah. (laughs) I don't know what her name is, but it's not like old girl from my bloody Valentine that just had a meltdown. Oh my God. (laughs) Luckily, she played the right chord for the last time around. And then Bridge came down and they were able to escape. But let's talk about Data. Data was keeping watch, right? Okay. And I love the fact that Jake accidentally set off the boxing glove punch thing and knocked mm-hmm. himself out, slide, which caused him to slide back down the rocks, giving them more time to play the right chord. I also find it cool that that tunnel that they ran into was a skeleton head. Say that again. The tunnel that they ran into, it was a skeleton head. Okay, now look, I just want to say that right now. This is cute, but the rest of the skeletons, I feel like some of them was real. They were. The only one that wasn't real was Chester Copperpot. He was plastic. Because I'm just like, I know what you did in Poltergeist. I know what you did. So I know you did it again. I would not put it past you to do it again. And I mean, the real ones are cheaper than plastic ones, which is crazy to me, but... And this got on my nerves. I can't, well, this was funny, but the behind it gets on my nerves. I can't tell if it's an A sharp or a B flat. If you play the wrong one, we'll all be flat. Mm-hmm. That was funny. However, it's the same damn note. Yeah, I was about to say, it's the same note. Now I know that. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> like what? <laughs> but I mean, no, it's just like, okay, so you know how we be um, doing the capture codes when we log into stuff and it'd be like, Click everywhere that you see a uh, stoplight, and it'd be that little tiny corner, and you be debating <laughs> should you click it? I click it every time. You're not gonna get me because if I gotta redo this capture, honey, I'm not about to do it. It's so I'm just whatever. <laughs> now this water slide to take them deeper into the tunnels was always my favorite part. I always thought that this would make a cool attraction. Same. Same, literal same. The first of all, the way that these kids are sliding down this daggone slab had me cackling. <laughs> well, Nobody was just sitting regular except who for was Andy. that on their back, but like their I don't was know. Like they butt was in the air. I was trying to figure out who that was too. 
and I re I rewound it. I don't know if that's just, I don't know if that's a word or not, but I went back because I was like, who is that? <laughs> I could not figure out who that was. But guess what? The Goonies found the ship. Okay, look, can we talk about this little shady moment? So the director was saying that their reaction was real. Like they had never seen the ship, da-da-da-da-da. But in the commentary for the movie, and I didn't have the pleasure of watching it, but just heard through the grapevine. Corey Feldman said that he and somebody else actually like snuck on set and they did see it. But during the commentary, you can kind of, <laughs> it made it a little bit, you know how somebody like kind of bust your bubble a little bit and you kind of got yeah. a little salt spot. You can kind of <laughs> like hear it in the director and he tries to like dismiss it and say like, no, nah, it was y'all first time seeing it, blah, 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 blah. But also, also, you know, when movies rap, just like how Sean Austin had the map, they got rid of the pirate ship. Nobody wanted it. Yep. They offered it and it was scrapped. One thing though that was kept, because okay, so this is the thing. It was 105 feet long and took two and a half months to construct. It was a real pirate ship. Yeah. And they modeled it after a ship from a movie in the 1940s. And so the sails required more than 7,000 square feet of material and the largest sail measured 30 feet by 60 feet. And so some of the ship's rigging was actually recycled for the Pirates of the Caribbean ship at Disneyland, which was being renovated at the same time. Oh. But the, as far as the rest of the ship, scrapped. I'm just like, we know. How dare y'all? No. <laughs> <laughs> y'all could have found somewhere for that to go. And like you said, like they kind of repurposed it a bit. But I'm like, no, we could have put that somewhere. The Buccaneers ain't want it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so they didn't completely bust the bubble a little bit because even though Corey Feldman and maybe one other person wasn't too excited to see it, Mm -hmm. but Josh Brolin, who played Brand, Mm -hmm. he was so surprised that he exclaimed, holy shit, and they had to reshoot the scene. (laughs) Once again, how is this rated G? Even though they reshot it, but I'm like, (laughs) how? While they're exploring the ship, Data doesn't fall. Well, Data fell and is pissed off that he keeps falling and landing on skeletons and stuff. My poor baby. He was not happy. Data's he was just so unhappy. Sad. Okay. I said, y'all better fix it because you lucky I wasn't around. <laughs> and then unknowingly, Andy pulled the right string that opened up the hidden door to all the treasure. Mm-hmm. And after an emotional moment between Mike and One-Eyed Willie, the Goonies loaded up on the treasure until the Fratelli showed up, ruining the party and making them walk complaint. But not before they had to empty out all their pockets. Now, look, I'm just saying, when I was in swim lessons as a little girl, we had this diving board. <laughs> and we used to pretend <laughs> like we was walking the plank. We used to put our hands behind Aww. our back. <laughs> we used to walk down this, uh, the diving board and we just hopped up. No, <laughs> that was the like it was the coolest thing as a kid to walk the plank like what <laughs> like if you never pretended to walk the plank as a kid I'm sorry that was so fun to do yo when Andy jumped in the water her hands weren't tied she was holding her elbows 
just like Leah's purr. Actually, she was like, she was like this. I'm like, <laughs> just like Leah's purr. Her hands were tied in front of her. <laughs> you could have got free. <laughs> they was like, it's a far away shot. They not gonna see. We saw. I saw. We saw. <laughs> but I just want to say, Sloth and Chunk coming to save the day was so cute. So was Steph punching Mama Fratelli before she jumped off the ship. I told you, Steph ain't four. She already was mad. (laughs) So anything after that, y'all just deserve that. Because no, she was already fed up with y'all-ish. Right? And Sloth is an unsung hero for real for real. He beat his brothers up and threw his mother overboard once she unlocked some deep-seated trauma by singing Rockabye Baby. Okay, now look, let's rewind, rewind. The jump rope scene. I said first... (laughs) come on jump rope jump rope first of all first of all when the brothers start going at it francis and jake when they start going about it about the toupee we already seen you take your toupee off we know it's exactly (laughs) but then whole time how about they didn't write they didn't like each other in real life and didn't get along with each other in real life oh wow so this was like on and off the set that they was fighting well hmm I hate to say lightning in the bottle because that it, it worked, but damn, right. could have fooled me. I thought this was acting, but this was real. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> and then you know who else didn't like each other? Who? Corey and Steph. I can see that. So I they're arguing because he—that's he, what he put in his autobiography. So mm-hmm. they're arguing. Real. Well, I, I can, I can see it. Like I said, like I thought, I'm thinking people doing superb acting, though. Y'all getting aggressions out. <laughs> but one thing about Mikey, he was right about leaving the gold that was in front of One Eye Billy. Because as soon as the Fratellis went back to get the gold, Mama Fratelli, being greedy, lifted up the gold that was in front of One Eye Willie that Mikey said was One Eye Willie's. Mm-hmm. And she caused a booby trap. I like that. That's smart. That is smart. Because you wouldn't think that it's just that easy for it to be right there. You wouldn't be thinking like, oh, it's a trap. And the trap was really for the boat to set sail. I love it. We love, we love stuff like this. Also, oh, go ahead. This was, I guess we could have talked about this later, but this little deleted scene with this octopus. I didn't see that I've never seen that so there's a deleted scene you know how later on in the movie and like I said we could pick it up later there's a mention about an octopus and people are like Mm -hmm. what are you talking about no right (laughs) so when the kids jumped in the water they actually got attacked by an octopus but the effect looked super bad like it looked really bad and then the way they defeated it was our little favorite he goes under the water and takes like a walkman and like shoves it in his mouth but like the octopus has a beak it was weird it was weird it was weird i'll post it it was weird (laughs) after escaping the goonies were found on the beach by two patrol officers they called the sheriff as well as their families and they all showed up on the beach with news crews as well i'm just confused about the news crews but let's just talk about this whole reunion rundown okay (laughs) chunk's family brought him a whole pizza (laughs) because they knew they real they are real that's what i need that's what I need in life, okay? 
I need people <laughs> just to bring me some watermelon slices, like the gummy candy, or tacos. Y'all know I love tacos. Um, or some other things I can't talk about during this show. But well, I mean they talked about it, but I'm not gonna bring it up. But yeah, like I just need that's how I need to be greeted. Okay. Make sure the trucks are separate. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Andy was quick to ask her parents for piano lessons. And I thought that was cute. She was like, yes, because just in case I got to save the day again. <laughs> Steph told her family that she lost her glasses. Poor girl, because you know them things is expensive then. They expensive now, but even then, they was probably thick too. I know she got a bomb prescription. Mrs. Walsh was concerned about Mikey getting pneumonia and told him to strip. <laughs> like, you going to get pneumonia. <laughs> pneumonia mom <laughs> and let's not forget about data and his dad they were so cute so cute Data's this is where he brought up the octopus so people was like what the fuck are you talking about but it would have made more sense because like i said they cut it but it would have made more sense if chunk said the line because then you just would have thought he was lying about it and hyping up the situation or mouth saying it because right. he's always being exaggerative but no, Data's dad failing with his pop-out camera and Data telling him, you can't hug a photograph. And his dad telling him he's his greatest invention ever. Tear jerker. Okay, so this is when I text you and I was like, not me tearing up. We're going to be tearing up right now. Oh, that was the cutest thing. I was like, oh. and then when they start speaking, Oh, it was so cute. Okay, I can't even get it out. All right. All right, move on. Not me crying for real. Wow. I really text John Nate. I was like, girl. And she laughing at me right now because I for real get tears. <laughs> it's okay. It I teared so up too cute. when I watched it. It was so cute because, I mean, clearly that's my favorite. But, oh my God. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, go ahead before and I then, get extra dramatic. Not Brand and Andy making out in front of the parents like this. They said, look, we done did it three times in the most random places. We might as well do it in the decent places. People in front of us, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> look, Mr. Walsh was like, um, and then Mrs. Walsh was like, eh, nah, let her mother worry. <laughs> right, okay, okay. And that's always, you know that's how it is. I like that they called it out. It's always like that. The boys' parents, they be like, all right. Good on you, son. The girls, they'd be like, now hold up. Wait a minute. And not, listen, and not Mikey throwing out his inhaler. <laughs> Sir, you still got asthma. Right, baby. Like, I know you just overcame some stuff, but you, you, I mean, even if it was empty, you're littering. Like, come on. <laughs> Pick that up. And then last one. How Chunk just going to offer up his mama house to sloth? And they already had a van full of kids. Now, I hear that there's a book adaptation where they actually did, like, do it the right way, adopting Sloth. But I'm like, did you ask your mama? Was this okay? You just bringing this man in y'all house? And then in the book adaptation, they gave him a bar mitzvah. What? <laughs> yes, they gave Sloth a bar mitzvah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> see now i want to read it because <laughs> what <laughs> can you do that 
I don't know. <laughs> I thought that the age was 13. Well, yeah, that's why I'm like, well, one, but also he's not, that's not. <laughs> Whatever, I guess. All right, all right, all right. So all of the nice heartfelt reunions are over with. The Fratellis have been arrested, and Troy, now Troy Daddy out here being a, a ding-dong trying to get Mr. Walsh to sign the foreclosure papers. And right as he's signing his name, Rosalita finds the marble bag filled with jewels in Mikey's pants and tells him not to sign. They dump the jewels into Mrs. Walsh's hand, and Mr. Walsh ripped that paper up with the quickness. Look, I love how they threw extra paper in the air for effect. okay they said look we just gotta make it dress it up and make it but also it was mouth like I'm like why would you okay now no I can understand that because I can understand Spanish I can't speak it I can say some things but I can understand you so okay I can kind of see because I was like why is he struggling with this listen whenever I'm in a Spanish-speaking country I gotta tell him to slow down yeah no yeah 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 like in america they, <laughs> i'm fine but like they'll be going for a million miles per hour and i'm like wait i'm like y'all I say i talk fast heck you know <laughs> and then also the hand that they poured the jewels in was not the same hand from top to bottom so at the bottom you had a nice manicured hand but when you looked on top the hand wasn't manicured no more I hate when they do. It was just like last week with Pam Greer and that jawbreaker. She had these nice acrylics and then they show it again. It's just, I don't know what type of fingers them was, but it was not hers. I was just like, come on. Like, these are small details. Like, But also, those gems definitely look like Dollar Tree gems that you put in a little <laughs> face. Not the Dollar Tree pebbles. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, but I'm still with it. I'm still with it. While the kids were trying to explain where the jewels came from and what happened to them, the ship sails past and Mikey waves goodbye as Sloth lets off a scream, prompting all the Goonies to scream as well. The end. I mean, you know, that's how we gotta do. It's just what it is. Um, <laughs> Before we... <laughs> like, that came from the gut. Before we um, go into our ratings... I am a little sad that the Goonies had an oath, but they cut it from the movie. Yes. I will never betray my goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war, good pals like us will stick like tar. In the city or the country or the forest or the boonies, I am proudly declared a fellow Goonie. I'm just like, oh my gosh, why would y'all take that out? Even though that war and tar part, we could have fixed that a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> and then also in 2010, the town of Astoria actually making the release date June 7, Goonies Day. So cute. I just, my heart. I also like I I like the way the movie ends but it also made me want to know like what happens next like do they send out people to go to the ship and stop it and then get the treasure right like, like, like it's just gone did somebody else find it like right what but happened? I did read 
that according to international maritime salvage law, the rights to a salvage, the rights to salvage a vessel and its contents go to the person or persons who first successfully bring something off the vessel in question. Mm. So since Mikey brought the jewels off the ship, everything on it belongs to him. Oh, Mikey, honey, you need to go get that, baby. Before it get a hole in it and it sink and it's like the Titanic and we can't find no pieces of it. Right. And that just makes me think of this other movie where it's like, I think the ship started to deteriorate once it set sail after being in one spot for too long. Right. I can't think of the movie right now, but. Ratings. This movie got a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 62% on Metacritic, and, and 89% of Google users like losers. <laughs> 89% of Google users like this movie. I also want to throw in there that this film was selected into the National Film Registry in 2017 for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. I like how we be petty and we be doing <laughs> We be like, I just have you know. <laughs> and your fave sucks. <laughs> wait a minute no because i hear on Elm street is in there boo <laughs> i know but i'm just saying that's how we be throwing it in there like your it face is. Sucks. Okay, we be like, but, <laughs> and you <laughs> do you have this designation right. i think not okay are you aesthetically pleasing i don't think so nope. can you be passed down from generation to generation i don't think so <laughs> For All right, me, so what do you rate this movie? So for my first watch, um, I you know how I do when I do movies. I try to put myself in the mindset, blah, 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 blah. It was incredibly too long. I wish they would have got to the adventure a little bit quicker. But at the same time, we get really good character development. We get to know everybody. But um, because I hear that like the original cut was like dang near four hours. I'm like, what is this? Ari Aster? Like, what the hell? But um, listen, I'm and, still not even looking forward to whatever movie he's coming out with that's four hours. Oh, no. Look and see the thing. And this is the thing. I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I can sit through long movies, but the pacing just has to be a certain way. And with this one, I do have to admit there were parts I zoned out and fell asleep. But to be fair, to be fair, I was kind of preoccupied from the day. So I chalked that up to that. But still in all, especially after our conversation today, I think that gave us some points. But I did knock it down because of Heather Langenkamp. I just oh want to see my girl, okay? <laughs> I, I, I had to knock it down a little bit. So with that, I'm going to give it 80 tickets. Okay, okay, okay. I can live with that. <laughs> well, y'all know I'm giving this movie a hundred. Oh damn. <laughs> well, I knew that, but <laughs> I gotta give it a hundred. Like, there is nothing bad that I can say about this movie. Honestly, truly. I wonder, can I do the truffle shuffle? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> For y'all at home, I really just sat here and looked up. I'm really kind of do it. I can I can roll it. I can roll it really well. But okay. the thing about it is, is that me and Ashley are very endowed in, in the in the chest area. Okay, <laughs> so it's like in order for this to happen, she had to lift up her boobs. I really <laughs> did. I was holding because it was the only way. Oh my gosh! Oh man! 
we're going to let Brittany go ahead and tell you her thoughts on this movie. Hey, survivors, it's me, Brittany. I am so glad to be here. Management was was looking at me kind of sideways because maybe I got the times mixed up. Uh, you know, sometimes things happen. So y'all ready to talk about the movie? Um, we on ratings? Oh, no wonder y'all looked at me sideways. Okay, all right. Well, let me get my rating for this film. I enjoyed this movie, but... I enjoyed this movie as much as I could from not having seen it when I was younger. I missed out on all the nostalgia and oomph on it. So since I've seen it now, it's kind of like, it's all right. Will I watch it again? No. I went 29 years without seeing it. I can go 29 more. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, I loved all of the characters. The children were adorable. They were all such little cuties. Chunk with his grandiose storytelling that, you know, you couldn't really... You wasn't really sure if you should believe him or not. So I, I get why the police didn't believe him at the end because it was Michael Jackson that went to the bathroom in, at his house and the sister. But I loved him. I loved him. He made new friends and he really brought out why we should love Sloth because Sloth deserves love and not the shitty family that he was dealt with because they are not shit. How are they going to treat that baby like that? Literally, they locked his ass in the basement. No, somebody gets CPS in the line actually. Um, Data... You have to stand Data. I don't know why you wouldn't, but I love Data. Data is a part of the third person community, and I am too. I've been having a membership since about 1992, since I came out. Since Brittany was born into this world, she was thinking of herself in third person. And I know you're like, you didn't have sentient thought. Yes, the fuck I did. You don't know what I had. We just forgot. Like they said on Baby Geniuses, we don't remember our baby years, but we were able to do this. And I know that Brittany was thinking about herself as Brittany. From the jump um mikey such a cute little baby um and let's not forget mouth because i love him his mouth top tier honestly he was ready with them zingers every single time and i'm here for it now maybe we should you know talk to his parents about all the the manipulation with the spanish and the housekeeper because uh even I was side-eyeing him for a bit. I was laughing the whole time, but there was a little side-eye side eye in it when I was laughing, like, maybe this isn't right. Maybe maybe you should give her the actual directions. But then I was like, you know what? Live for it. You're a little kid. Maybe she shouldn't believe you in the first place because children are little shits in the first place, and y'all showed me that. But it was a great coming-of-age story on how they were trying to save the goondocks and I was wondering how they got the, the term goonies but I get it now that I've seen the film that's where it came from goondocks goonies because they're from the goondocks great I loved it I loved how they went on that little adventure they had to you know not die with all them booby traps because honestly they could have the piano scene was hilarious talking about goonies make mistakes but don't make no more no sis don't don't make no more the fact they had their first kiss together brandon old girl who i don't remember her name but they kissed and it was sweet it was like not kiss but his brother stole a kiss and i thought that was even even fucking funnier because you should probably open your eyes next time it's even better um i would like to bring up the point that one-eyed willie um yeah you did save the kids and you saved the community but you didn't have to take the ship with you and leave you could have made a u-turn Brittany has student loan debt she gotta pay you don't want to come over here to the sip 
You could ride the Mississippi River down here. If you've been sailing since 85, I'm sure that gold is worth a lot more now. I could do some things with it. The park could use this. Mostly so I can get myself a better scheduling system because uh, pen and paper just don't work for me, as we all see. But I enjoyed this movie. Now, here comes the part that we're all like, uh-oh. How many tickets am I going to give this film? 65. 65 tickets going once, twice, three times. Because, like I said, I could go 29 more years without seeing it. It's great, but I missed the hump. It's not a bad thing. It's almost passing. So, yeah. John A., hey. Hey, John A., look, listen, we ain't got to fight over this, but we can if you want to. I still love you. Love you, bunches. Goonies never die. You know, I don't know what Brittany's reaction is, and I won't know until I listen to it the day it comes out. <laughs> but I just want to say, if it's a bad, if it's bad, I'm coming for you when I take the risk. <laughs> I just feel like our next episode is going to be hella chaotic because these two go <laughs> I'm gonna be like, we talk about the Lost Boys and y'all sitting here talking about Jennifer's bodies and Goonies. <laughs> because I just, I just, no, no. And then she already didn't get our inside jokes because we had little inside jokes that we were talking about from the movie leading up to us recording. And at the time of recording, I still don't know if she has watched it yet. Yeah, yeah. But Leading up, she hadn't seen it. So she was lost and confused about us saying Y'all knew was getting so upset. I was like, I'm about to truffle <laughs> shuffle on that. Ass. And Brittany was like, what? <laughs> John was like, excuse me? Go watch the movie. At this point, there was no reason why she shouldn't have watched the movie by that point. <laughs> <laughs> to be saying, what's the truffle shuffle? I, I was getting mad. <laughs> Well, okay, like we said, we aren't gonna know you guys here, but we are totally oblivious. We are totally oblivious. So if she talked mess, you're gonna hear it next week from Johnny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, before we get too riled up, let's head to the souvenir shop. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. Okay, so we talked about this already. This needs to be a walkthrough. That water slide, fire. That's what like, I was. This could be a whole escape room if it isn't already. Is it? Because copyright D one eighty. We can't copyright it because it's already copyright. But copyright D one eighty because we thought of it first. Because this could be a whole escape room. Was there? There's an at home one. Boo. Oh, it's called the do at home play the floor is escape lava. with one-eyed willie's rich stuff but apparently there was an escape room in san diego that mm. was the goonies theme mm. um they spelt it g-o-o-n-e-z-e copyright of course they I, i'm pretty sure that they couldn't really okay it is one of others so you don't want to play right. them so but and all I'm the, saying is, yeah. the fact that y'all ain't thought about this yet, we still gonna copyright D180. So if y'all see it, y'all know we said it first. Like, this needs to be a whole escape room, water slide included, and walking the plank. Right? Oh, yep. So it is, it's, they spelled the goon ease, easy E. And it's pretty much the same premise. It says that in San Diego Harbor, 
there was a ship, One-Eyed Willie, pirates, geologists, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it's a nice ripoff, but you know, it was a Rugrats escape room. So <laughs> I See, feel they, like- They, especially Rugrats go wild in the first movie when they was in the little hidden temple. That makes if sense they can do me. a Saw escape room, which I'm still sad I missed out on, and if they can do a Blair Witch escape room, they can do a Goonie escape room. Now listen, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm like, how have y'all not thought of this already? I'm baffled. I'm right. baffled. So we can just add that to a park, a Goonie escape room. Also, we can just add a standalone water slide in our water park. Yeah, I, lo- I look. You know, I love water, so that's fine with me. Okay. Let's go right ahead and get into these park announcements. That was two out of five for our theme click. Next week, we are going to cry, sister. It'll make sense to Janae in a little bit, and I swear she's going to be annoyed by me, but it's okay, because we are going to watch The Lost Boys. I hope. I hope I turn her out because I feel like no matter when you see this movie, this movie just gonna turn you out. <laughs> like, just just be in the moment, okay? Like our good friends over on the Nightmare on Fear Street said, it is glitter bombs and all that, okay? Glitter bombs, leather and lace, it is beautiful. But if you keep up with us, you can hit us up on our social media at D180Podcast on IG, Twitter, TikTok. If you want some exclusive content or if you want episodes early, you can hit us up on our Patreon. But other than that, do not forget, if you like what we're doing here, even if you don't like what we're doing here, leave us a review so people can find us. We love finding more survivors. We love hearing what y'all got to say about the movies. And yeah, other than that, we could dip up on out of here. Yeah, I want to leave, but okay. I know, this is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Bye. I'll see you soon.